0: rise and
1: shine rise and shine chop chop rise
0: and shine rise and shine it's a beautiful day rise and shine rise and shine rise and shine, rise and shine. Rise and shine. you guys are nerds
2: yeah. this is exactly yeah. what the nerds want our name shall become legend spoken in hushed tones by nerds across the galaxy if you build it nerds will come Nerds must love this place. They think we're a bunch of nerds, and I'll tell you something. I think they're right. Let let the nerds take over. Let the nerds take over! Rise and shine, nerds. Grab your coffee, wipe the sleep from your eyes, and turn up the volume as we help kick off your day. With Love Thy Nerds, morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the Director of Content and Resources for Love Thy Nerd.
3: And I'm a Daedra girl in a Daedra world.
2: Thank you for making <laughs> us a part of your morning. Every morning, now Monday through Friday. Let's get to our top story. Price gouging may hurt Lorcana before it even really gets going. Uh, so Lorcana is a new trading card game that's come out from Disney and... Uh, Game producer Ra- Ravensburger that mm-hmm. lets you create your own team of Disney characters using magic inks. Some characters are familiar friends, while others are reimagined in a fantasy setting. You can collect cards in booster packs, starter decks, special editions. You compete with other players in duels, and each duel is a best of three rounds where you try to score 20 lore points before your opponent. Uh, by playing cards and using their abilities. Mm-hmm. Lorcana is an immersive and strategic game that will appeal to fans of Disney and card games alike. And today is the big box release date, meaning that you can get them at places like Walmart and Target, etc. But Lorcana did something that on its surface seems super cool, allowing local game shops to sell the games two weeks in advance of the big box stores. Mm. For the last two weeks, you've been able to buy them at local game shops already. But you might have noticed if you've tried to buy these in the past two weeks that in a lot of places, prices were a bit out of control. So this comes from Gizmodo. It says uh, Ravensburger's much-anticipated new Disney trading card game, Lorcana, will be released in big-box stores on September 1st, which is today. But ahead of its global release, Ravensburger has given local game stores an exclusivity window of two weeks. So that means from mid-August to the 1st of September, local brick-and-mortars will have the advantage over places like Best Buy and Walmart. But some game stores are taking advantage of their head start, charging far beyond the game's expected price. The gamer published a report recently on the sheer amount of scalpers working overtime to take advantage of the local game store's exclusivity window. Journalist Eric Schweitzer reports that he found numerous examples throughout the community. A store in Arizona sold booster packs for $15 when they're supposed to go for $6, dollars five ninety nine. dollars 99 Starter packs for 40 dollars with an MSRP of 1699. One in California sold treasure troves for 140 dollars when the MSRP is just 49.99 for those. almost triple the price there. Another in Ohio is asking 275 for booster boxes, which normally run for 143 dollars and76 cents, and then 60 dollars for gift sets that normally go for 29.99. Ravensburger confirmed these MSRPs via a press release. Browsing through um, tcgplayer.com, it appears that very few, if any, online listings are priced at the recommended MSRP. Additionally, Ravensburger confirmed that big box stores would not be receiving any kind of bulk discount. Ravensburger has given a two-week window to local game stores for a lot of reasons. The most important is that in order to survive, the TCG needs players. Uh, This is the trading card game. Mm -hmm. That's what TGD stands for. Mm -hmm. Needs players, not just collectors, but people who will buy up multiple packs to perfect their decks, who want to get into the game, who want a community. Mm -hmm. A Ravensburger spokesperson confirmed this, saying in a statement provided by uh, io9 over email that the in-person, in-store experience is a special yet crucial component of any trading card game. We are committed to emphasizing the value of the in-person and in-store experience, encouraging players to visit their local game stores and build community, which that's how that happens. It's you can't you can't do that at Walmart. Mm -hmm. You go Mm -hmm. to Walmart, you buy stuff. You can't talk to the person you're checking out with about it. (laughs) You go to a game (laughs) store, more than likely, the guy behind the counter has already opened up a bunch of these themselves Mm -hmm. and started playing it. Mm <clears throat> if not that, you're going to find other people there that are also yeah. doing the same thing. Yeah, like that's it's a it's a great starting point. And uh, I mean, you think of other trading card games like Pokemon, UGO, Magic: The Gathering. All these have massive communities, and they're all still kind of based around local game shops
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: because that's where you find other players that love it. Right. That's how it goes. That's why I love thy nerd you know, reaches out to a lot of the gaming community. We go to gaming conventions more than anything else Mm -hmm. because that's where we get to build those communities, play those games with people Mm -hmm. instead of just selling them a product.
0: Right.
2: Uh, Schweitzer mentions in his article, inflating prices will not benefit local gaming stores in the long run. In fact, it might actively degrade the trading card game community that Ravensburger hopes to foster at the grassroots level. Already, Best Buy has a listing for a booster pack display, which includes 24 booster packs priced at around $150, uh, the whole display, I think. Mm-hmm. On TGC Player, a primary place to buy and sell trading cards, uh, .com, sorry, Uh especially for local stores, the lowest price for the same product is $290. Jeez. So almost 100% more. Switzer makes the argument that it is worth some markup to support local store owners over a giant corporation, but nearly doubling the price or more for cardboard feels like a poor way to encourage community. Mm-hmm. The most expensive booster pack display on TCG Player is at $500. Jeez. That's over triple the amount for what yeah. the price should be. Yeah. <sighs> um, so,
0: do
3: you think they're going to like lower prices? When it goes out everywhere, I'm I mean... sure they'd have to. Right, right.
2: L- Lorcana has a chance to become the next big thing, and with Dis- being a Disney characters, mm-hmm. that's already like a built-in audience of people that are like, "Hey, I want to get in on this." Yeah.
0: And Sounds yeah, cool collect
2: collectors are going to be a large part of that, just mm-hmm. like in the Pokemon, you know, game. Sure, a lot of people are just collectors that don't actually play the game,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but the players are going to be where the real money hits. Because just like I said, that's because people are going to be competitive. They're going to want the best decks. They're going to keep buying booster packs until they can build their best decks. Mm-hmm. And as more come out, they're going to keep buying them. Uh, similar to Marvel Snap that I was playing for a long time.
3: I haven't heard about that in a that's while. because I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I, I became I was like,
2: addicted. I got great. I got great. And every time I got my best deck, it's like, okay, well, this next update we're releasing... Three more cards that can destroy all the cards that I have. And we're also lowering the power of your favorite card that you built the deck around. And like that happened like three times in a row, three months in a row. And I'm like, you know what? I can't keep doing that. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't have the stamina for it. But there are a lot of people that do. A lot of people that will get really into it. So I, the chance to get the newest stuff sooner Mm -hmm. is a big draw. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: which tells me people will pay this extra money mm-hmm. and feel fine about it. There's going to be a lot of people that are fine with it. I've, you know, spent extra money a few times on things so I could get it earlier.
3: Right. Mm-hmm. The,
2: the biggest one I remember is the, uh, DS light, the Nintendo DS light.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you
2: remember? I ordered that thing from Japan cause it was out like half a year early in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I really want it. Then, I want I was, it then it was in the mail and I thought to myself, oh no, is it going to have a Japanese plug? Do I need like a, an adapter? Will it even, do they even make adapters for Japanese plugs? What do mm-hmm. Japanese plugs look like? But it didn't, it had an American plug. Uh, but anyway, I just, <laughs> the the issue that we have with this is that they have also promised an exclusivity window for the first six quarterly drops of Lorcon. Oh dang. So the next six quarters they're also going to have that two weeks. But whether those windows will continue indefinitely still remains to be unseen. but
3: not if you keep behaving like yeah. that.
2: <laughs> but they've also had this yeah, they've had this set up that I think they have to do it for the first six quarters. Mhm. But I just don't know, yeah. I it, it could it could crush it. It could crush it before it gets off the ground. Mhm. Because I I think maybe for the first run, these first two weeks, there's going to be a lot of people willing to pay those prices. I'm not sure that's going to keep up for the right. next six quarters, right. next year and a half. I don't think people are going to keep doing that, mm-hmm. paying double.
3: No, they're going to be like, I'll wait. And they're either in, going to wait
2: in, or they're just going weeks. to be like, it's not worth it. Mm. And they're going to stop. Mm. I think that's the main fear, is that people are going to be feeling like they're being overcharged at the places that they love.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You're like, look, if the community is going to do this and it's going to charge me double just for coming to the store that I want to come to, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Now, I do agree. A little bit of an upcharge is perfectly reasonable, both for the fact that it's exclusive to that store and because those kind of stores are hard to keep funded.
0: Yeah. And so they you know, a use-
2: little extra money to help them. Mm-hmm perfectly reasonable and a lot of people are more than willing to do that
0: mm-hmm.
2: but a hundred percent up mark to uh 200 up mark that's not
3: that's that's ridiculous not,
2: not, not worth it not worth
3: it <laughs> not a good look fam <sighs> do you see that
2: there was a trombone Comment. says there was actually a whole meeting where they looked at Radio Mets builds, figure out how to destroy it. And the next said, <laughs> look, I was good at the game too, man. I was really good. And maybe, look, maybe I got to the point where I was beating everybody <laughs> and it got a little out of control. It got to the point where I would either destroy the person I was playing with or the person would retreat before we even got to play. Because they knew what I was going to do. <laughs> I was actually very lucky because I got one of the most powerful cards as a random draw, like, the day after it released, and most people have never gotten that card. hmm And so anybody I came up against, I'd be mean, like, they're gone, dude. Sorry. Boom. Give me all your points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for you. You should have seen Galactus coming, but... <laughs> He's huge. He's the biggest character. Should have seen him coming. But. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to our other stories for today. First of all, it's dangerous, Tadra.
3: Oh, no. It's dangerous. What? What?
2: Funko's personalized pop yourselves toys are now available online. Mm -hmm. These days, it feels like Funko has a pop vinyl for every movie, TV show, musician, and athlete on the planet. So, mm. is it about time they got around to making one of you? Well, that's uh, exactly what they're about that, to do. People do that, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the mod, yeah, the, the modification community for that has been around. I already have one of me. Oh, yeah. As a white liner. That looks awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what they've been doing, uh, they've had they have two Funko stores, one in in Everett, Washington, and one in Hollywood, and that's been like one of the big draws for the Funko stores. Mm-hmm. Is you can come in and there's a whole section where you can what? get on a computer and build yourself or whoever, and then they'll be in. There's people in the back that are like building it for you, and like half an hour later, they'll have it ready for you. So you come in, do that first, look around the whole cool building.
3: Why have we never gone to this?
2: Because it's all the way over there. <laughs> But now we don't have to, because now they're offering it to everybody. Um, just this, this from Nerdist.com, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, just like in the store, though, the options are kind of limited. Yeah, the, which you know makes sense. Mm-hmm. Body types really only offer one male body type, one female body type. Mm-hmm. Clothes options are also very slim. There are no brands or fandoms represented in any of them. Just kind of basic designs, basic colors. But as this becomes more popular, mm-hmm. I'm sure they will start making brand deals and things to right. put like logos and and uh, you know on outfits, sports logos, right. superhero logos. Yeah, maybe even whole superhero costumes. Could you have a Batman body with your head on it? That would be dope. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. That'd uh, be cool. More broadly, uh, more body options would also be a natural step, just as Trombone is saying here in our chat, no visible disability representation at the moment. Uh, but I'm positive if this becomes a popular thing, that they're going to have to start rolling those out. Because that's kind of what they did with Pops in general. Right. Pops in general right. started with there was one body sh- or two body shapes. There was one male, one female. They mm-hmm. were in the same stance. Mm-hmm. They were all the same shape, the same size, fat, thin, or indifferent in real life. They were all the same. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they're like, okay, let's make the bodies cooler. Let's make the costumes have more detail. Let's do poses. Let's do scenes. You know, mm-hmm. They've had all these different things now. Okay. And so, stiff. yeah, I would assume that this is going to be super popular. People mm-hmm. are going to, there's so many people in the pop world. -hmm. That are not only going to want a pop of themselves, but they're going to want a pop of you know people in their family to give to them as presents and things like that. Mm -hmm. Celebrate graduations and you know they have like a whole graduation suit that you could wear. That's That's pretty cute, yeah.
0: Um,
2: So they're they're going to want to do this, yeah, and they're going to want to make it as broad as possible if they're smart. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure it'll take some time to make sure it's financially viable, but if they're smart. They'll make it more accessible to anybody. That's the only reason I haven't bought one yet. (laughs) It's only been a few days, but that's the only reason I haven't bought one yet. A friend of mine um, pointed it out that, hey, these are available now to everybody because it's been like in a trial phase where if you were lucky enough to get an email from Funko, they'd invite you Mm -hmm. to do it. And they also haven't had that much success in shipping them for some reason oh, whatever no. they're doing for the shipping of these the boxes keep getting busted
0: oh no uh
2: so they're working on that too they've sent out an email about that but they've opened it up to everybody and i built myself but i'm like this
3: it doesn't look it's like too me. thin
2: it's too thin of a dude <laughs> it just doesn't look like me it looks like someone pretending to be me i need a chubbier dude i need a chubbier body i need something with a belly please i don't have abs I shouldn't buy a Funko Pop of me with abs. (laughs) I don't... I wish they just had... They don't even have the option of just the standard body from the original Funko Pops. Really? Yeah. It's like a very actual defined man body and an actual defined woman body. I'm like, these are not... If they were the standard pop bodies, I'd be fine with it.
0: Right. everybody
2: had that at the beginning.
0: Right.
2: I don't understand why those aren't options yet. Hmm. But anyway...
3: But if you don't buy it, then it's not going to become popular and they're not going to make all those adjustments.
2: All right. You've convinced me. I'm going to buy seven <laughs> of them now.
3: <laughs> buy our whole family. we we'll whole little, family is pops. Pop you can family. also buy can little pets. You, little you do
2: pets? Pets. No. They, oh, again, there's sure. not that much. But you can do little pets.
3: Yeah. You a do little doggy. Another kitty. reason to buy a cat? <laughs>
2: no. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never buying a cat. All right. Barbie breaks $1 billion at the box office and takes the 2023 title away from Super Mario Brothers.
3: Wow. That's a surprise, right?
2: Wow. That's a big surprise. Uh, (laughs) Random Rick Review says, I thought you just find cats, not buy them. (laughs) little over two weeks since its release, Barbie had a major milestone by crossing the $1 billion mark at the box office. Uh, this is from Nerdist.com as well. The Greta Gerwig film starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling was one of the most anticipated films of 2023. First there, it was the obvious curiosity about bringing a pop culture icon to the big screen. Then Barbie's incredible marketing push sealed the deal for many moviegoers as they donned pink and swarmed theaters. But Barbie showed no signs of slowing after that. The movie is still breaking records and taking titles previously held by, its, by top movies like The Dark Knight and the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's killing it. Wow. Deidre and I have not seen this movie yet.
3: I want to. But
2: we both really, really want I to. Really I wanted want to. to as soon as I saw the first Stinking
3: preview. kids, man. Kids ruining you know? everything. Gosh, you can't get out anymore when you have kids. <laughs> <laughs> and they take all your money. Unless you're going out Paw Patrol <laughs> or something. <laughs> <sighs> Even then, mom gets to stay home with the baby. Mom has to stay home with the baby. The baby's on. too little. I haven't been to the movies <laughs> in a really <laughs> yeah, long time. Yeah, that's
2: true. I've been mean, a little bit more often than you.
3: Adopt a cat. I'm a fan of adopting a cat. We, still talking about cats. Quit.
2: <laughs> Super Mario Brothers had a fantastic run, outdoing every animated movie in recent history, and likely setting the stage for a massive Nintendo movie franchise and possibly a shared universe. <laughs> eventually, setting up a Super Smash Brothers movie like a Nintendo Avengers. <laughs> but Barbie has somehow managed. To be the runaway, they're spamming cats. (laughs) A runaway hit nobody could have dreamt of a couple years ago. I mean, they're like,
3: yeah, it's the way they did it, though. I mean, it really is. I haven't seen the movie yet, but I really want to. From watching the previews, Mm -hmm. it looks fun.
2: Story looks funny.
3: As a girl who got to play with Barbie before, you know the whole "we don't like Barbie" phrase.
2: Days that America Days went through. that
3: America went through. I got to play with Barbie, and I loved it. <laughs> but, I mean, there are like yeah.
2: 300 Barbie movies already. There are wow. all those direct-to-video
0: Looks kids like the, movies. Yeah,
2: yeah. But there are 300 of them mm-hmm. based around the actual doll, but no adults like that. No. Kids barely like that. Yeah. But this tongue-in-cheek live-action movie... I mean, yeah. Has garnered almost entirely good press and reviews. So I, I know we're mm-hmm. going to see it, and I bet we're going to love it. <laughs> what is that? Is that Xena? Xena over Barbie in our chat. What is so funny about that is that we're going to be talking about Xena in one of the, this week's, this stay in history. I don't remember <laughs> which day it is, but yeah.
3: I was, I was reading Random Rick Reviews.
2: I'd rather really watch a cat <laughs> choke on a hairball <laughs> than watch Barbie, but I'm not the target audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Okay.
3: You really? What? You really don't want to watch it? I mean, it didn't seem like it was a girly thing, you know? I feel like everyone should it feels it.
2: Gar- it feels girly. <laughs>
3: It feels a little girly. I'm gonna admit
2: it. Um, but yeah, no. it's it's a big milestone though to hit a billion dollars this yeah. quickly. It hasn't really been that long.
3: And I love all the you know like people going to see it and wearing pink, and so- I love that. That's awesome. <laughs>
2: a couple of TikToks of, of guys are like, "Hey, what are you? Hey, what are you going to go see? Uh, Op- I'm going to see Oppenheimer. Oh, It's a pretty pink shirt you're wearing. This is pink. I didn't even, I didn't even realize. I think this is this is red." It's a red shirt. It's just the lighting's weird in here.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, one more. This is a uh, hopeful babe. Okay. Paper straws are found to contain long lasting and potentially toxic chemicals.
3: Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> PFF, PFASs were found. Uh, In a majority of paper and bamboo straws that have been analyzed, uh, potentially toxic chemicals that could pose a risk to people, wildlife, and the environment, (laughs) poly and perfluorilichol substances, which are long-lasting, potentially destructive to human health over time, were discovered in a majority of paper and bamboo straws tested. Uh, Straws are considered eco-friendly compared to the plastic counterpart parts. Counterparts, I can't even say the word, which has been banned in the UK since 2020. Like all of UK can't use plastic straws. Here it's like locally.
3: So all the UK is going to get cancer. Is that what I'm hearing?
2: <laughs> well, let's, let's find out. The groundbreaking European study. This is from uh, Sky News, by the way. Uh, the groundbreaking European study analyzed straws made from a range of materials from shops and fast food restaurants and found 18 out of the 20 brands of paper straws contain these chemicals.
3: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
2: the research did not look at whether these leaked out of the straws into the liquids at all. So this is just you putting your mouth on it, not necessarily whether or not you're also getting more from the liquid pooling it into you. Uh, the most commonly found PFA uh, PFASs uh, have been prohibited worldwide since 2020. No traces were found in any steel straws that were tested. Uh, These concentrations were found to be low, and since straw use is seldom, the Belgian researchers said that they posed a limited risk to human health initially. However, they warned that the chemicals could accumulate in the body over many years, Hmm. meaning that we don't really flush them out. The chemicals have been associated with a number (laughs) of health problems, including lower response to vaccines, lower birth rate, thyroid disease, cholesterol levels, liver damage, kidney cancer, and testicular cancer. All right. So, I hope you're happy, America. Your it's like that one comedian.
3: garbage. It's not
2: like that one comedian is like, oh, the st- straws are killing the turtles, so we can't use straws anymore. Show me the shells. <laughs> Where are the shells? Show me the shells. <laughs> turtles knows this big. Straws this big, you're telling me that a turtle is swimming up to the surface level because straws float, <laughs> swimming up to the surface level, and it's managing to just vroom, right there in the nose. And it's happening so often <laughs> that none of us can use plastic straws anymore. It <laughs> goes on a whole thing about it like, straw float, ocean big, <laughs> turtle swim, straw float. <laughs> It's ah. like, I've seen like three turtles my entire life. <laughs> it's a random Rick review says so it's a natural selection for turtles. Like, that turtle was meant to die.
0: <laughs> uh, oh, we're I mean, going to we, get some comments. The only, I don't, the only,
3: the
2: only um, two times I've been exposed to the paper straws was in California. And then mm-hmm. on our cruise. We went on a cruise. It was just after paper straws started becoming mm-hmm. the, the thing.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Awful. There were ter- You could take a sip. It tasted like you were sucking on a newspaper. Uh-huh. You could take a sip and then it disintegrated. Mm-hmm. And so like, okay, just stop giving us straws. Yeah. We will sip it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: It was a, a soggy mess. Unfortunately,
2: yeah. I don't think the... Plastic straw issue is going to go away. I don't think they're like, okay, well, we can't use a paper straw, so bring back the plastic straws. Mm -mm. I think it's going to continue both going away. And so now we just don't get any straws. Soon (laughs) soon it'll be like uh, 50 lids off. Thank you for the bits. Yeah, soon it's just going to be every lid off. It's going to be like going to a ball game where Mm -hmm. they won't give you a lid for your soda. Mm -hmm. So you're going to spill it on everybody because they fill it to the rim anyway. And uh, you're going to drive. You have this to drive is, down the road. This is
3: what we need to. We need to go. You know, when you get a, a coffee and it has that they little
2: thing? That would be brilliant. Bleh. Every cup should have one yeah. of those weird little sipper things. There you go. Eliminate straws altogether you don't need it. without making the mess. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's all do it. Make it happen. <laughs> that wraps up today's news. Oh, man. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs>
3: But when we come back, we've will uh, we let AI take a shot at writing our show?
2: <laughs> Ooh! And we'll share sh- today and nerd history. Stick around.
1: Hello there, I'm Rachel Knight, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today, I'm reviewing the novella This Is How You Lose the Time War. This Is How You Lose the Time War is a science fiction epistolary novella by Amal el mohtar and Max Gladstone, published in 2019. It won the BFSA Award for Best Short Order Fiction, the Nebula Award for Best Novella, and the Hugo Award for Best Novella. This novella we entered the public consciousness recently after a tweet about it went viral, introducing many new readers to the text. This Is How You Lose the Time War tells the story of two agents known only as Red and Blue. They weave through timelines, each pursuing the other and trying to reweave weave and rework these strands of time towards one of two futures. Red is pursuing a future called Agency that's more focused on technology, while Blue is pursuing a future called Garden, where the focus is on emotion and growth. Red and blue communicate via letters, and the novella is composed of the weeding of those letters, with Gladstone writing as red and Elvatar writing as blue. The letters start as simple taunts between enemies, but slowly develop into something more, complicating the lives of them both. This story hits the ground running, expecting the weeder to just figure things out as they go along. In just over 200 pages, El Matar and Gladstone weave together a tapestry full of wonderful twists and turns that leave you wishing you could read it again for the first time. I loved this book, and I could barely put it down, almost crying through a few of the scenes. I would recommend this book for all adults who enjoy science fiction and romance, along with any teenagers who feel up to the challenge of trying to follow a plot through letters and brief moments in time. You won't be given all the context up front, but you don't need it. You figure it out as you go. And sometimes things that don't make sense end up being the key at the very end. I'm Rachel Knight. And remember, there's a kind of time travel in letters.
2: It's LTN's official morning show here on YouTube and LTN Radio. Since AI doesn't seem to be going anywhere, we decided today to put it to the test. We asked ChatGPT to come up with seven terrible, unwatchable Barbie movie sequels. Here's what AI came up with. Number seven, Barbie and the Magical Mustache. (laughs) Barbie discovers a magical mustache that grants wishes when worn. Chaos ensues when she accidentally switches mustaches with Ken, leading to hilarious gender-swapped antics. The two must navigate a day in each other's shoes while learning valuable lessons about empathy and a personal style. Okay, I have a question. What is happening? Oh
3: my goodness.
2: What is happening?
0: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Y'all hear that? Hey. Yeah. What is this music?
1: That is an ad
2: or something <laughs> playing on our thing. <laughs> On its own. I love that. Sounded good, though. <laughs> 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 we got some dancing. <laughs> People are dancing in the chat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my weird. gosh.
3: Okay. All right. Number six. So are these... I just had a question to what? clarify. Are these real movies? No. These no. Are, so this is... You asked her... You asked AI to come up with a movie.
2: Are all AI's hers? Yes. <laughs> I asked her to come up with seven terrible movies.
3: Gotcha. Okay. Number six, Number six <laughs> Barbie and the Alien Exchange Program. <laughs> A mix-up at an intergalactic school sends an alien to Earth and Barbie to an alien planet. Barbie struggles to blend in with her sparkly wardrobe while the alien becomes Earth's next top model. <laughs> <laughs> it's an out-of-this-world comedy as Barbie tries to master alien fashion while avoiding bizarre alien costumes. Customs. Customs. <laughs> Customs. I thought nope. costumes because Barbie. You're right.
2: Mm-hmm. Number five Barbie and the Talking Tacos. <laughs> Barbie discovers a group of tacos that can talk and think. They beg for her help to avoid being eaten. She <laughs> embarks on a quest to find the mythical taco sanctuary. Along the way, they encounter hungry humans, wacky misunderstandings, and a lot of cheesy puns.
0: Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> Number four, Barbie and the Mystery of the Haunted Hairdryer. <laughs> when Barbie's hairdryer goes missing, she turns detective to solve the case. With Ken as her bumbling sidekick, they uncover a nefarious plot by evil hairdressers trying to steal all the world's hairdryers. Get ready for a bad hair day extravaganza that'll lead you scratching your head. <laughs>
2: Number three, Barbie's Bigfoot beach party. Barbie (laughs) hears rumors of Bigfoot's existence and decides to throw a beach party to lure him out. As she grooves to the latest tunes and shows off her beachwear, Bigfoot finally appears. But instead of a menacing creature, he's a fashion-forward forest dweller looking for a makeover.
3: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Number two. Number two. Barbie and the time-traveling treadmill. You like time travel. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Barbie discovers a magical treadmill that sends her back in time to meet historical figures. With her high heels and impeccable fashion, she inadvertently causes chaos throughout history from accidentally painting the Mona Lisa to teaching cavemen to style their hair. Barbie's Barbie's adventures rewrite the past in hilarious ways.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And number one... Space Jam 3 Galactic Glam Slam (laughs) Barbie teams up with the Looney Tunes and heads to space for a basketball tournament against aliens, but instead of b-ball skills, they win with a fashion show that mesmerizes the extraterrestrial opponents. Get ready for outrageous outfits and slam ducks that defy the laws of physics (laughs) (laughs) And that is your top 7 terrible Barbie sequel ideas from (laughs) ChatGBT Wow. Uh, Now to wrap up the show, it's time for Today in Nerd History. Today in Nerd History.
3: Today's date is September 1st.
2: On September 1st, 1998, The Wild Thornberries premiered on Nickelodeon. This Nicktoon was about a family of wildlife documentary filmmakers who travel the world in an RV and their youngest daughter, Eliza, who can talk to animals.
3: Also on September 1st, 1998, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone released in the U.S. This book by J.K. Rowling tells the story of a young boy who discovers that he is a wizard and goes to a school of magic, where he makes friends, enemies and faces a dark lord who wants to steal a powerful artifact. This launched one of the largest fantasy franchises in history.
2: For more nerdy facts about today's entries, find the companion article on lovethynerd.com. you have a fantastic weekend and we thank you for making Rise and Shine Nerds a part of your day. Catch us every weekday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on YouTube and 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. on LTN Radio.
3: You can also subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app or through the Love Thy Nerd YouTube channel so you can catch up on any episodes you missed.
2: And tell us what you think of the show via our socials at Rise and Shine LTN on Facebook and Twitter. Once again, I'm Radio Matt. I'm dater And as always, a reminder,
3: Jesus loves you, nerds.